In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In the spring of 2000, Maureen and I decided that as a way of kind of easing the tension of the transition from our lives in Connecticut to ordination and lives as a clergy family in Boston, we would take the girls to Disney World for a week. Now, anyone who has brought their children to Disney World knows that going to Disney World isn't just like going on any other vacation. It's kind of like going to Europe. If you want to get everything out of the experience, you have to do your research. And so we, with the girls, spent hours going through the Disney World guides written by various people to figure out exactly our plan of attack for the week. In one of those guidebooks, the one thing I remember is this piece of advice. When entering the Magic Kingdom, get there as early as possible. And as you go down Main Street and come to the turn in front of the castle, most people are going to go to the right. This person recommended you go to the left. Because if you go to the left, you will have shorter lines for the main attractions in that direction. By golly, he was right. But I share that with you this morning because as I think about our journeys with God, I realize that so often in our lives, we come to those kind of proverbial forks in the road. And more often than not, God is calling us to go against our human nature to the right, but instead to take the left fork, oftentimes leading us into unknown territory, not quite sure what's going to be ahead of us. In this morning's Old Testament reading, we heard a little bit about the call of Abram, as he was known at that time, and his wife, Sarah. Abram and Sarah had come to a fork in the road with Yahweh, and Yahweh is now calling them to trust in him. The promise being, if they trust in him, they will be God's chosen people. And Abram and Sarah will become the parents of a great nation. Now, on the surface, all of this sounds wonderful and true, except for one fact. If we had read the next part of the last verse, we'd realize that Abram was 75 years old. And the assumption is that Sarah must have been somewhere between 70 and 75 not a right young age to begin a family at, even back in those days. And to ask them at that age, after being established within their clan or tribe, 
At some point when the clan is going right, to go left with God meant literally leaving everything you know behind. To totally let go of your support system, the protection of being a nomad throughout the wilderness, of knowing where to find water, where to find food, to literally go it alone. Because back in those days when you went left while your family went right, the likelihood of reconnecting was low. They didn't have cell phones like we do today. They didn't have mail service like we do today. Only if they were to cross paths along the way again would they ever know how each other was doing. But Abram and Sarah put their trust in Yahweh. No matter how far-fetched the promise that Yahweh offers them seems to be, they choose to go left when the rest of the family goes right. In this morning's gospel, we find Nicodemus at that crossroad of spiritual life as well. As our passage tells us this morning, Nicodemus isn't just every man on the street, but he is a Pharisee. He is one well-placed high up in the Jewish aristocracy. He has everything to lose if he chooses to follow Jesus. And yet, as we hear from that passage, he has seen and he has heard Jesus, and somehow what he has seen and heard has stirred something up within his heart that is telling him what he knows, what he understands, isn't the whole story, that there is something more and greater out there, and somehow Jesus is the way to that reality. So Nicodemus comes. I love this about John's gospel as he plays with light and dark, day and night. He comes to Jesus out of the darkness of night, symbolizing his life being in the darkness, and he comes towards the light of Christ, seeking something more, and yet not quite ready. He wonders how he can be born anew. He wonders how he must, how he must be able to re-enter a mother's womb, and yet what Jesus is really saying to him, you have to let go of what you know and walk into the light with faith. For it is in trust as Paul tells us, that Abram finds righteousness. Not in action, not in obedience, but in his willingness to put his full faith in Yahweh. Nicodemus, like you and me, when we come to those forks in the road and God is calling us to go left, when it's easier to go right, is really saying to us, Follow me 
Let go of what's behind you and walk in faith with me towards fuller life, towards eternal life, towards full relationship with God that is far greater than anything you can hope for or imagine. And yet, just like Nicodemus in his nighttime visit, we kind of hold ourselves onto the fence, petrified of taking that next step. You know, it's not just we as individuals who are oftentimes afraid of taking the next step. Institutions and churches and congregations all suffer that same spiritual difficulty. Oftentimes we find ourselves time and time again at that fork in the road. And even as much as we may hear God calling us to something new and different, we find ourselves wanting to go to the right, to that which is familiar, that which we know, that which we remember. Because it's so hard to go into that place that is not familiar, that is truly unknown. In January, at our annual meeting, in my address, I said to this congregation that we are now in a position to begin another five-year strategic plan. That after five years of our previous plan, it has now run its course. We once again have to look outside our doors and ask ourselves, what is happening in our neighborhood, in our community? And how is God again calling us to proclaim the word to this community in a way that it can hear it and respond to it? How do we as a church in Narragansett be church to this community, one that is changing rapidly around us, one that, like most of the state, is growing older, not younger, a community <clears throat> that is going back in time and becoming much more a summer community than it is a year-round community. How do we, as St. Peter's, address that reality in terms of our own programming, our worship, etc.? It is at this point that God is saying, go left. Strike out anew. See what you have to let go of. And trust that maybe, not maybe, that there will be something maybe, something greater for St. Peter's than we already know. But I have to tell you, it's not just individual congregations. It's not just the Episcopal Church that's finding themselves at this crossroad. It is across every single denomination, almost every single congregation out there is struggling with what we are struggling with, a changing world, a changing reality around us, and a message that is still relevant but not being heard. This past week, I gathered by Zoom with supervising pastors. Those are the pastors that have wonderful seminarians like we do that are in the midst of supervising us. So we gather online for coffee. And this week, 
Jenny, who runs the program, said to us, it's interesting, there is a shifting at Yale Divinity School. Suddenly, the ministry that most of the MDiv candidates are preparing for is not traditional parish ministry. The ministry now that they're looking at is chaplaincy. And together as pastors, we lamented this reality as we're wondering who's going to come in behind us. How are we going to staff our churches if those new recruits, for lack of better words, are going into chaplaincy? What happens to these four walls? And as I listened to my fellow pastors, I realized something. I love my four walls. I love the security of this building. But the mission field is not inside these walls. The mission field is out there on the streets. And as God calls up our seminarians today that are seeking not the traditional ministries that we know, but going to be chaplains out there in the mission field, I realize God is calling us as an institution to figure out that we need to go left. That just like the first evangelists, Peter and Paul and John and James and Andrew, their ministry, their preaching did not happen inside four walls, but was out there in the streets of the known world, building small communities and building what became the church today. God calls us to go left, to at times put our faith in the unknown, to let go of everything we may hold near and dear and safe with, and strike out with God and the light as our lead. Nicodemus comes out of the darkness and into the light of Christ, unsure but desiring that which Christ offers, salvation, grace, mercy, and forgiveness, but most of all, greater life and eternal life. We, as God's followers, do the same each week. We, like Nicodemus, seek that which is greater than ourselves, hope to find bigger and greater relationship with God, and oftentimes in order for us to find that, we too have to go left and not right, to walk with God where it feels unsafe and uncomfortable and unknown, trusting that with God, we will find greater life in the hope of eternal righteousness and oneness with God. Amen.